This podcast contains material that some listeners may find objectionable. It may contain graphic descriptions of atrocities committed during the 1937 Nanking Massacre in China. Welcome back to the Undaunted Women of Nanking, the wartime diaries of Minnie Votrin and Sen Shui Fan. In this episode, the farewell celebrations continue for John Raba, who is instrumental in establishing the Nanking Safety Zone. Minnie tells of country girls who had spent months hiding from the Japanese in covered holes in the earth. Sen finds herself busy with hospital duties and the distribution of vital supplies. Monday, February 21st, from the Diary of Minnie Votrin. Organization of Bible classes began today. At 10.30, the junior, senior, middle school girls began their class in Big Chapel, the 6th grade in South Studio, and 5th grade in Science Building. At 2 p.m., the evangelistic service continued in South Studio, 170 present and the third grade met in Science Building. The numbers will decrease, naturally, but the girls are anxious to study, and until our refugee numbers decrease, we shall continue to have the religious classes. If only we had more teachers. We still have a dream of having some kind of homemaking and industrial classes for women whose support has been taken entirely away from them. Road and rickshaw today, the fourth one I have seen since December 12th. Also heard that 100 have been registered and are permitted to appear on the streets. Ninghai, Hankow, and Shanghai Road are almost completely denuded of their mushroom shops. People say they are now appearing on streets south of the safety zone. By the way, the safety zone is no more, but has been formed into the Nanking International Refugee Committee. At 4 p.m., attended the farewell reception of Mr. John Raba, held at 5 Ninghai Road. I went for the first part. Mary and Mrs. Sen went for the second part. And unfortunately, the talks came during the latter part. Much genuine appreciation was shown for Mr. Raba and the unselfish way in which he has given himself to the poor of Nanking. Searle expressed for the other members of the committee their appreciation and a statement signed by all members of the committee was given to him, to the German embassy and the Siemens company. He is an exceptional type of businessman, one who unconsciously wins friends for his country. At 8 p.m., I attended another reception at Three Ping Song Xiang for Mr. Raba. The members of the embassy being present, including Fukui, Tanaka, and Yasui of the Japanese embassy, Speeches were made, and Mr. Raba made an appropriate, humble, and sincere reply and expressed a desire for further cooperation in behalf of the poor of Nanking. Dr. Rosen, only with great difficulty, can be civil to the Japanese, and this evening remained in the alcove away from them.
Monday, February 21st, from the Diary of Sen Shui Fan. Today, I went to Huang Liming's home to take a look. It's very chaotic inside. Two pianos were taken away. All the chests on the second floor opened, and many things broken. On the third floor, it is even worse. The floor was littered with clothing, and all the good summer dresses were taken away. Luckily, there is a guard at the door. Otherwise, all the summer clothing would be taken away by the civilians who had entered the house, but not many times. So there are still some good things left. The Japanese looted everywhere. Tuesday, February twenty-second, Votrin's Diary. Washington's birthday, but no reception at American Embassy today. Spent morning and several hours this afternoon looking for books for faculty in Shanghai, and getting some packed and over to Embassy. HMS Cricket goes down tomorrow morning. Embassies have certainly been untiring and seemingly uncomplaining in sending packages of books and food and mail for us. In fact, our refugees have quite a bunch of letters each time they hear a boat is going. How soon Chinese can go to Shanghai, we do not know. Many are anxious to get out of Nanking. Have heard of only two going, and they at a very high cost. One wealthy man paid fifteen hundred. I understand. Attended a farewell tiffin party for Mr. Raba at Dr. Rosen's. How good it does seem to be approaching normal living again. Dr. Rosen is certainly outspoken in his disapproval of Japanese officials, military and civil, and yet he quite openly buys Japanese goods. It is one of the few ways I have of protesting, and I think I shall continue it. They say that there are a number of Japanese shops opening in the city, but only for Japanese, not Chinese. Tuesday, February twenty-second, from Sen's diary. The babies who have taken milk powder are really cute. Some have grown one pound, and some half a pound. They grow fatter in my eyes. There are so many people sick. Now I see patients again. They come to beg me to see them, and I have no way out. I ask them to go to the hospital, but they do not want to. Some of them are bedridden. How can I ask them to walk to the hospital unless I find people to carry them there? I do not see the ones who can walk to the hospital. Yet they say that they have no money to go to the hospital, so I have to give them the money for fees at the Drum Tower Hospital, twenty cents for registration. Also, I pay for the medicine for the time being. Meanwhile, I talk with the hospital to ask them to give the refugees free medicine, and they agreed. In doing so, I added additional work for myself to handle every day, writing their notes. Therefore, I'm extremely busy from morning to night. Sometimes the refugees come to see me even at night. Tuesday, February twenty-second. 
Wednesday, February 23rd, from Votrin's Diary. Mr. Raba left this morning, took one servant with him. As far as I know, this is the third Chinese who has been permitted to leave Nanking. A mother brought in three young girls this afternoon and begged us to receive them. One is her daughter, who went to the country in early December. The other two were country girls. They say it has been terrible in the country. Girls had to be hidden in covered holes in the earth. Soldiers would try to discover these hiding places by stamping on the earth to see if there were hollow places below. They said they had spent most of their days since December 12th in these holes. The afternoon between 5 and 6, Francis Chen and I went around our campus by way of Hankou, Huchuquan, and Canton Roads. We met a number of old men going back to the zone for the night. They say that during the day, the stealing of money continues. I put Mr. Chen's money in my pocket for fear we might meet the same fate. On Huchuquan, I saw only four old people who were living there at nights. Most houses are still boarded up. Truly, it looks deserted and sad, not a young person in sight and no normal activities going on. At nine this morning, two young girls came running to the campus from the street between the university and Jinling, saying that soldiers were in their home and they had escaped. It chanced that Lewis was on our campus in a car, so we both went over to the house. The soldiers had left, but one had relieved a poor man of seven dollars before going. The planes continued to go over us to the northwest. Tree planting and cleaning still continues on our campus. We have made a huge trench in the back hill and are about to begin one on the hill north of the library. Mrs. Sen, Francis Chen, and I are trying to estimate the cost of refugees to Jin Ling, aside from injury to the buildings. The latter will be well over $2,000, I am sure. Our camp has been fortunate in many ways but largely because we had only women and children, and because our people did not have to do cooking in their rooms. Now for Sen's diary of the same day. Mrs. Twenum is sick, so I have to go outside to other camps to distribute milk powder and fish liver oil in her place. These camps have not been dispersed, and refugees refuse to leave. People in our place get sick one after another. Miss Wu just recovered, but Mrs. Trenum became sick. I have to supervise the work of making covers for comforters, because there are so many comforters without covers. The clothing factory operated by Mr. Smith and others can produce cloth. We can use it to make covers for comforters and then distribute them to the refugees. I have already distributed the comforters to most of our refugees who had none, but they want more comforters for their men too.
In our next episode, the beautiful spring weather continues to lift spirits, allowing for the use of fresh water and the planting of trees. Votrin meets four refugees who arrive from the country disguised as old women, most likely to appear unappealing to Japanese soldiers. Sen participates in the vaccination of refugees. Thanks for listening.